Welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Manchester United nil, Liverpool five. We're nearly getting into brackets territory, and we probably could have. And to discuss Liverpool just continuing to score millions and millions of goals and watching the best player in the world, I've got um, I've got Neil Patterson in Donegal. I've got Beryl Akis in the Netherlands, and I've got Andy Bale in Liverpool. And Andy, I'll just start with you. The lineup, I think, is interesting. I think I certainly thought it would just be the same back four. Um, there was no no inclination that Fabinho was going to be missing, and when I didn't see him in the team sheet, I was absolutely astounded until I realised that he's picked up a knock. And then Jota in for Manny was a bit of a a bit of a curveball as well. Um, and I think a few people seemed a bit anxious about about those those absentees and Milner in the middle of the park and feeling it was a bit of a risk. But again, again, the manager just continues to, continues to get to get it right. And you know, the guys that came in there were all excellent. Yeah, I, I, when I saw the team, the only thing that that in any way concerned me about it really was the the midfield, and it always kind of concerns me because it's the one area of the, of the of the pitch that really we know clubs come out and they said before or through you know journalists who are close to the club they know that club sees best midfielders Henderson, Thiago, and Fabinho and. You know, that would have been a game today where that would have just been the, or sorry, yesterday, that would have just been the ideal midfield for those three to come in and do that job. And you think he's assembled that midfield for games like that. So, you know, to end up with, with two of those three out and probably the third of the three has been, you know, the worst of the three so far this season. Certainly in the last three or four games, I haven't been overly impressed by Henderson. And I say that as one of his biggest fans. So, um, you know, for them to... For them to go into that game with, first of all, Naby Keita, who has been hooked at halftime in midweek um, after maybe not putting in the defensive performance or positionally being a bit a bit ad hoc and a bit mad, um, to play him again and then to play Milner again, who we seem to do this every year. You know, James Milner starts the season on the bench um, and then we, we need to call upon him. He comes in, does really well. And then we just absolutely run the legs off him until he either gets injured or he literally can't move anymore. Obviously, the yeah, he just gets flogged constantly, doesn't he? Flogged he and does, flogged. And it's, flogged. So, it's so obvious that you know if you can keep Milner fresh, he can come in once every two weeks and do an incredible job. But goodness me, we once we get a once Jurgen gets a taste for what he can do, he just plays him twice a week or three times a week until until he literally can't move. Um, but the three of them did really well. I thought Henderson was absolutely outstanding. Uh, yesterday, I thought he was just everywhere. The high press that I was worried that maybe two years on from the year we've won the league, um, so in that Manchester City game where the midfield just looked off the pace, I was I was worried it was less of a fitness thing with him and more of a Jordan Henderson being two years older thing. But it's he was he was completely back to his best. He was back to his best last week and he was back to his best on on Sunday. He obviously wins the ball and and plays the pass for the fifth goal. But apart from that, he was just. He just led a midfield and led a midfield press that um, completely smothered them. And, you know, we'll joke about them. And I'm sure we will go on to laugh at Manchester United. But it is a midfield. You know, people people laugh about Fred. Fred cost him £50 million. Pogba comes on, he costs £90 million. This is the most uh, expensively assembled squad in world football. And somehow Ole and the media and the, the press narrative is that they're in some way underdogs. And they don't get the same abuse for not living up to their 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 spending that Manchester City do, um, so I think we should keep that in mind when we discuss it. And uh, as bad as they were, and as hilarious as that is, um, it's an incredible Liverpool performance and it's an incredible Liverpool result. Yeah, Beryl, um the first twenty minutes, we do we do try and go for them we do try and go for the throat but they seem to try and do the same thing I've seen them do this in a number of games where they come out for 10 or 15 minutes and look like they could blow a team away but that's all it really ever lasts um, and they get the first chance but after that it's kind of half chances and you know there's a few times where they try to slide the ball in behind us and we get a little toe on it it doesn't quite come off and and then not long, not long after that you know, the game's over because we just 
exploit every one of their frailties um, to the point where they just cannot cope. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I didn't um, see the question mark there um, uh, immediately. Uh, yeah, it, it, what we talked about last week was uh, how they might have maybe a sliver of a chance against us. Um, would be if they would sit back uh, and, and maybe not even play uh, Cristiano, but um, but but uh, sit back, be be compact as they as they say, uh, and try to hit us on the break. Um, and they didn't do that. They they thought they could could press us, and, and it's something that they that they uh, that they don't do normally. That that they're not uh, successful at. That they don't know how to do. And if you do it half-heartedly or, or you know, a bit uh, ad hoc, just, you know, um, individuals um, deciding when to, to press or not, then, then you get uh, this ludicrous thing that they were trying to do yesterday. And, uh, it, and it was fun to watch because it, it was it was such a gulf in, 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 in quality, in team quality, because, you know, they, they have uh, lots of adequate players, lots of players who have uh, technical skills, uh, who can, you know, have physical attributes that could be really useful for a football player, but they they don't seem to be coached as a team. And they uh, uh, certainly don't know how to press and, and they still try to press. And that was big fun because, you know, we, we, we shot holes in them um, and it, it was the most fun part was that it was so easy that it it was incredible. I couldn't I couldn't even believe what I was what I, what I was witnessing. And and um, you know sometimes uh, uh, these games are very nervy. And and then when you score this, you 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 get really excited about you know scoring a goal. And and uh, uh, but but uh, I, I was just. Um, watching it uh, in 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 astonishment and, and looking at how you know how 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 really bad they were they were and 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 uh, even worse than than I had had imagined and you know the first time that I that I really jumped up and 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 started you know laughing like like a maniac was was the four nil because you know that was even more hilarious because you know we we were playing with ten men at that at the moment and. And they were doing all the same stupid mistakes again, you know, uh, Maguire trying to, to to cut out a pass, but being miles too late, you know, comically too late. And and then um, and, and we exploited it. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it was a really fun game, but it was a really strange game. This is not what you expect uh, when um, you know, so-called. A title challenges play a play a game uh, and, and not what you expect from a, from a, a Manchester United against Liverpool match and uh, yeah but you know I, I enjoyed myself uh, thoroughly I could say yeah Keith it's I don't want to I don't want to lay into you now too much because that seems to be what everybody is doing you know we'll, we'll, we'll get onto the Reds soon but Though the performance really exposed them for what they are, which is just a, a I want to say a badly coached side, but they don't even look like they're coached at all. Everything's off the cuff. Everything is done on individual impulses by individual players at random times and points during the game. And you contrast that with this absolutely incredible machine the Klopp has put together where you can just drop players in and out and it still performs in the same manner. And it seems to me that Solskjaer decided madly that he thought he could go toe-to-toe with us. And if you go toe-to-toe with us and you can't do those real basics incredibly well, What's going to happen is just what happened. Yeah, I mean, it seems that uh, it was hubris on on Ollie's part, but you know, as has been referenced already, the the lack of a plan. You, can, you can't send you can't send a side out. 
to play against that Liverpool team with with no game plan essentially. And you can imagine Scorsgar getting right into the the old, you know, bigging up the game, bigging up how much it means to beat Liverpool. Um, how important it is for Man United as a club, for Man United fans and all that. And they probably have, you know, given them given them the team talk and um and you know sent basically sent them out to go toe to toe and head to head and it was a catastrophic failure. I mean, they get the first chance. Um and even if Bruno sticks that away, I don't think I don't think it makes the blindest bit of difference, you know, to, to the to the end game and the way things transpired. But they get their first chance and, and you know, it's blazed high and wide. And our first chance goes in the back of the net. And from then on, we looked like we could score it well. I mean, they're nowhere. It was so... It was so easy. It was too easy, almost. I mean, I was going nuts for the for the first few goals. When when the fifth... When the fifth one goes in, I'm all, 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 I almost uh, celebrate like in a circumspect way. I mean, it's starting to get, starting to get embarrassing, it's humiliating almost. You know, for the others, I've never actually, I'm saying this pre-pod, I've never actually had that uh, support in Liverpool. I mean, when we did the nine nil against Palace, I'm okay. There were there've been a couple of times, a couple of seven nils recently, like. But you maybe play Maribor or something like that. But Man United, 5-0. I mean, we've won there twice in, in 20 years or something. Um, so I, I think we won there last year, but I wasn't counting that one. But um, we had, obviously, we had the 4-1. And then we had the, the Moyes, uh, the one that got Moyes the boot as well. But they're the only only two wins there in about 20 years, maybe more. Going back to going back to Danny Murphy for the for the times before that. So it shouldn't it shouldn't be that easy. It should never be that easy. I mean, even the time we battered Moises side there, where we were we were clearly better. The gulf wasn't wasn't like it was yesterday. I mean, yesterday was anybody, any Man United fan uh, at any level, be it from from someone like you or me to a pundit to an ex player to you know Gary Neville, Roy Keane, whatever. Anyone who had any harboured any illusions about them being just one player away or just one step away from really challenging again and being on the right road and, and, you know, progress being made. Yesterday massively highlights the fact that they're wrong. (laughs) Clearly, clearly wrong. And I am flabbergasted that he hasn't been given the boot yet. Um, it may happen in, in the in the in the next couple of weeks. It, it must be in the post after a result like that. But I don't know any other United manager, unless maybe even Ferguson probably wouldn't have survived one of them at the wrong time if it had come at the wrong time. But you're not Van Hal wouldn't have survived that. Moyes didn't survive that. Um, and the list, you know, the list goes on. Mourinho wouldn't have survived it, and I'm surprised Solskjaer has because. It's been highlighted not just by us, biased Liverpool fans here, even trying to be objective, like, but obviously not being. But it's been highlighted by pundits now. It's been highlighted in the mainstream. It's been highlighted in match of the day of all places, you know, picked apart. And they've just been, I mean, even before this week, in the last few weeks, the analysis has been that United play without a plan. They press without, they're pressing ones. They're not drilled. Um, you know, Alan Shearer was going through it last week. Um, after the after the Leicester results, so they're a shambles. I mean, they are a shambles. Um, the fact that they don't get exposed that often is, you know, they still maintain this little bit of a fear factor. And of course, they do have good individual players that that can do things. But as a team with the squad that they have, to be putting in performances like that, to be showing up like that, is they're an absolute shambles. And I don't know what they're doing hanging on him. But long, I hope they do for for as long as for as long as they can, as long as possible. Yes, you you want them to go out and win their next three now, don't you? Um, um, Andy, for me, a player who's probably gone a little bit under the radar, who I thought was actually key to everything that we did, um, was Firmino. 
he's nearly playing midfield. He's dropping so, so deep at times, but he's finding so much space. Um, he's just dropping into that pocket kind of between the centre-halves and Fred and McTominay. He's even going deeper than them in that huge gulf between the front four players or so um, and the supposed midfield. But he just had one of those games where everything came off. His touch was immaculate. His decision-making was absolutely on point. He nearly gets in the score sheet. But he's constantly involved, and he's involved in at least three of the first four goals. And it's one of those games that you can point to where you can just plainly, obviously say that that, is, that happened because it's Firmino making us tick in there and just knitting everything together, joining up, doing all those smart, smart things. And and they just could not live with him. He was so, so good yesterday. He, I, I don't even know how you describe him as a footballer because people will, will say it's he's like a false nine, but he's... He is in the sense that he drops deep and in the sense that he's not hanging around the, the penalty box and, and poaching goals all the time. But he's not in the sense that like he's just a mad, um, completely unprecedented version of a footballer in terms of that position and what he does. You know, the pressing, the winning the ball back, the sneaking up behind midfielders and defenders to win the ball, the pressure he puts on. Sometimes his, his link-up actually isn't that good or his touch isn't that good at times. There, there have been occasions over the last year or so where it just seems like nothing's coming off for him. But A bit mané, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's almost like, you know, the narrative around Firmino is that he does everything well except score the goals. And But sometimes, like, even on the ball, like in the in the, the link-up striker kind of thing, it, it, it sometimes it doesn't quite work that well, but... For what he does give us tactically, and uh, yesterday was, as you say, was one of those games where, like, there was one. I can't remember if he leads to a goal or not, but I've seen it in the highlights a couple of times. Like, it's Jota gives him an absolute bastard of a pass, which is like up on his neck. It's fired into at a hundred mile an hour, and he sort of like swivels on it, takes a touch with the chest, um, and I think we get a ricochet. Is it? Yeah, it, it definitely is. It leads to one of the goals because the thing goes out right and it goes back in. And it's just an incredible bit of play. And he was at that all day. He was linking up so well with them. Um, it was crucial that his touch and his link-up play was on point because, you know, we were getting in those half spaces and we, we did need to make it work. And, you know, Salah will get the credit for, for getting the three goals. But without Firmino's quick play, as, as you say, his decision-making, he wasn't, you know, Salah wasn't getting half those chances that he got. And he was just... It was just a joy to watch again. I, I can't remember if you said it in the pre-potter on this, but you were saying that you were surprised that it was Mane who was dropped. And I think I've been guilty of that this season as well when I've been thinking about what the team's going to be. I've always thought of Salah or Mane, sorry, Salah and Mane, and then one of Firmino or Jota. But we've really, I mean, apart from Salah, who's, who's obviously going to play in every game, and, and, and rightly so at the minute, we, we're really picking two from those three, I think. It'll be interesting to see if any of them Playing Tuesday or on Wednesday night in the in the cup game because I don't really know what our what our best front three at the minute is. I mean Jota has had a, a bit of a tricky start to the season, but looked every inch the deal with Jota of the last few years that we've seen there on Sunday gets the goal, gets the assist, links up well, looks dangerous. Mane has taken a bit of stick, but I really do like him and I love his tenacity and I love his explosiveness and the pace and you know he's. He's just a player I like to watch, even when things aren't going wrong or are going wrong for him. I love watching him. And then Firmino in that form, well, he's undroppable at the minute because he's getting the top ins and he's getting the goals and he's also putting in performances like that. So I don't know if there's any point this season where we do see the four of them again. Um, I would certainly wouldn't be averse to it. I wouldn't be averse to it. Um, I wouldn't pick it on Saturday against Brighton, but I wouldn't be averse to it either. Uh, I just think, you know, don't upset the balance of that midfield at the moment. But but goodness me, it's great for, for giving guys a rest. And, and obviously, it's, it, you know, for looking forward to the African Cup of Nations in January, where we, well, initially it was supposed to be only two games, but I think there's something come out this week where it looks like we, we could be missing selling money for up to six or seven weeks, which is a bit mental. Um, it bodes well for me and John are linking up so well together. And, and, uh, and you know, long may I continue because... I think we're we're sometimes guilty. 
the final point on this because I know I've talked for ages. I think we're sometimes guilty of um, looking at footballers as if it's like completely linear and their career trajectory is completely linear. And if Firmino had a good couple of seasons and then tailed off, well, that's him on his way down. He's just going to keep going on his way down. He's never going to get any better. But in fact, for footballers, it's rarely linear. Career trajectories are rarely linear. You've looked at Salah. He comes in, he has that amazing season. Then he had a little bit of a lull for his standards, but now he's back on the up again. There's so much that plays into it. You know, psychology, tactics, players around them, and even the you know the mindset of, of playing in front of new fans for so long just clearly has had a massive impact on the team and did for the last year and a half, two years. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm just buzzing to see Firmino in this form and, and doing what he does and enjoying his football again because, my God, he's such an important football to us, footballer to us and he's an absolute legend of this football club. Yeah, 100%. Um, another one... And I think he has got plenty of praise, Beryl. But, you know, the R you see Naby Keita for, that, that's the Naby Keita that we've been screaming out to see. It could be his best R in the Liverpool shirt. He was absolutely phenomenal. His pressing was incredible. He times it so well, you know. you don't, He sees the press before you even do it from, like, way, way up. And you just see this tiny little... Terrier just coming out of nowhere before they even get the ball and bang, it's back in our possession. We're off. He gets the early goal. You know, he gets the he gets he gets an assist. Um, and he picks up the ball and smart pass for the for the second as well. And you know, it's it's just typical of 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 him, not him, but his his Liverpool career that. He has that sort of a game and then he gets emptied and he's off injured and who knows where we go from here with him, you know. But there's certainly more reason to be encouraged than there has been in quite some time. I couldn't agree more, Dave. It's, uh, um, it, you know, uh, I, I've been, I, I'm on record uh, giving up on him. <laughs> so, so. Um, uh, I have to backtrack on that, uh, you know, at, at least for, uh, you know, he, he can deliver in big games. That, that, that's, I think we have proven that now because um, this was a big game and, and, uh, and, and, and you, you mentioned the, the team sheet and, and, uh, and I was a, a bit nervous, I have to say. When I didn't see Fabinho and, and, uh, and, and saw Nabi. And Milner uh, after you know Naby not being uh, you know be, being really well, uh, play, playing really well for for 20 30 minutes uh, and then um, you know um, not being very well for, for the for the remainder of that half against Atletico Madrid um, but he was he was he was immense against uh, against uh, Manchester United you know the, the, the way he took the goal it was he was. He, uh, uh, w- what I always thought that he lacked self-confidence, uh, confidence and and um, self-belief. So that, that's the two words that are ming- mangled up there. Um, but that that wasn't uh, that wasn't the case when, when he uh, you know uh, moved into position, got the ball, and then you know just coolly slotted it in against uh, you know uh, a keeper that that is in, in form, at least on his line. Um, and, and and this was uh, very important, of course. And and uh, you're right. He th- there was uh, an assist and there was a pre-assist. So he he had a major role to play in that first half and and a major role to play in our dominance. Um, uh, he, he was uh, he was playing like the, the navigator that we thought we got uh, a couple of years ago from from uh, from RB Leipzig. Um, and 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 due to different uh, things, uh, mostly injuries, he he, he couldn't deliver um, consistently. We should say, you know, he, he has had good games. Uh, I I remember the uh, uh, the away game uh, against uh, Barcelona at the Nou Camp, and and him being selected uh, uh, in front of of Henderson, and then being taken out by Rakitic. Um, yeah, and that, that was such a moment. I hope that, uh, the, that he isn't uh, that hurt uh, as he was back then uh, by the the rash uh, challenge of of, of Pogba. Um, 
So, you know, it, because it, it would be only uh, interesting and, 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 and nice to see him um, flourish finally. And, and uh, so I hope uh, it, he, he, uh, he didn't suffer a, a, a serious injury. I hope we can can see more of him because this was a lot of fun and uh, uh, and you know I, I'd I'd like to see more of that um, and and I'm sure that 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 goes for 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 all of you too. Yeah, it's a okay, is a funny one for me. It's, availability really frustrates me about players. Um, Sturridge was another one that I just I just got fed up with because. He can't be relied on. I, I value continuity in the side, especially in key positions of the pitch, so highly. And if you can't rely on someone to come in and, and do the job week in, week out, then it becomes an issue. Thiago's fallen into that bracket as well at the minute, and, and hopefully, you know, we can see him back in the pitch soon. But, Chief, obviously, you and I watched the game together. 15 minutes, it was 2 0, and we were like, okay. There's two ways to look at this here. It's 2-0. I'm still not particularly confident. And I think I said to you, I'd feel a lot better if if what happened on Wednesday night against Atalanta hadn't happened. But I think in the same breath I said, it's 2-0 after 15 minutes. And Salah hasn't even scored yet. And as he does, he steps up. He sticks it in the net. The first goal... He scores, he has the shot and it breaks wide, but the run, the sheer desire and determination, um, you know, he, he literally fucks Luke Shaw off him as he's trying to get by him, and he gets in front of Maguire and Lindelof, and the finish with his right foot, absolutely clinical, and, you know, we've talked about the numbers and we've talked him to death, and we've, we've, we've seen the unbelievable goals he's scored, but He's just a killer at the minute, isn't he? He's an absolute dead-eye sniper. And even the second goal, he doesn't even think about it. He just strokes it right into the bottom corner. And it's it's it just seems to me that he just can't miss at the minute, can he? No, he's at the peak of his powers. Like, I mean, he's in... Um, and I, I don't think that's going to be a, a short-lived period either. I mean, I think he's he's. I think we've mentioned already that he's kicked on a, another another gear again this season and it's it's reached the point where you you, you, you just absolutely know everything, he, everything he's doing, everything he does comes off from you know, from the insanely skillful solo goals against City and and Watford um, to the sort of uh, to the to, uh, assists, the outside of the foot curling passes, through balls. Um, the finishing is coming naturally, even when he's even when he's scuffing them. Uh, he, he scored a deflected one there. What was it against Atletico? Wasn't it the first one against Atletico? He, he, he sort of scuffs the shot. Nice wee bit of skill, beats a couple of men, and then scuffs the shot, and it it uh, deflects in. Um, he's just what is it? What was the stat? Fourteen goals in ten in his last ten, something like that. Fourteen goals and yeah. two assists in his in his last ten. Um, that's mad. I mean, they're Messi levels, they're Ronaldo levels. He's outscored, you know, his goals per game. He's outscoring the the number of games that he's playing. Um, and he just looks like he's in full command of of all his attributes and he knows how good he is and he knows he's not he's he's not scared to take things on he's not scared to try things pretty much as I say pretty much everything he's doing is coming off um, you've seen him and you're at the point now where you've seen him try to do these things once or twice maybe in the past and maybe they haven't come off and now that he's just landed them every time he is the best player in the world at the minute and you did say that. I'm sure Salah hasn't even scored. We were joking. Ah, well, he'll have to get at least one. So, I mean, that'll put it to bed. And then he comes up and scores the next three. Um, what can? What more can you say about him? Different types of goal. I haven't even mentioned the third goal yet. What a goal that is. His third goal. His yeah. third goal. 
I mean, what a goal that is. What a finish it is at pace. It looks like he's, it's maybe going to get away from him. But in the end, the keeper's nowhere. Like, um, Salah comfortably reaches it first, flicks it over him, left foot, glorious. Um, so, yeah, hats off to Mo Salah. He, he takes the match ball and, um, yeah, let's let's have him playing every week, please. More of the same. Yeah, and the third goal there, Keith mentions. We'll have to dedicate some time to that Jordan Anderson pass, don't we? And I think you mentioned, you know, earlier how how good he was, and he was excellent. Um, but that pass just topped off an absolutely imperious performance. He knew when to slow the game down. He knew when to take the sting out of it. He knew when to try and play the killer pass. And he was everything you wanted in there in a the midfield that people might have been concerned about. But that ball with the outside of his foot, that's one of the greatest passes I've ever seen. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible. That The pass is, it's one of those where everyone's saying afterwards, and it's a bit of a cliche, but it is true. If it was Lionel Messi, if it was Kevin De Bruyne, then people would still be going on about it right now. It's It's so, so good. It's in that perfect corridor of uncertainty where Maguire thinks he can just about get it or is just about tempted into thinking that the best option for him is to, to try and lunge for it and then he, he just gets perfectly taken out of it. And so I heard somebody else say um, on the different podcast earlier like Salah didn't even have to break stride that's how good it was and Salah actually takes quite a bad second touch where yeah. I think it happened a couple of times against uh, Watford where he was three one on one and he took a bad second touch and the keeper just nipped in, but the pass was so good that he was afforded that um, and he was able to just finish it, and it was incredible. It was as you say. I think I, I said it earlier. I'll try not repeat myself, but he was just so good in that game. Is is pressing? Is knowing when to press, when to go, when to put the pressure on. I mean, the number of times we we won the ball off that midfield, whether it was Fred McTominay in the first half. Or whether it was when Pogba came on in the second half, we won it back a couple of times. He, he's just, he's just, he was just head and shoulders the best mid. I was going to say the best midfielder in the pitch, certainly better than anyone in the red shirt. Um, in midfield, there he was, he was phenomenal. And as I say, you know, without two of your probably first choice starting midfield, for him to come in and do that with James Milner, who's you know, got three weeks of of playing three times a week in his legs with Naby Keita. A lot of the spotlight was on for the game, and as I'm sure, you know, a lot of um, a lot of Manchester United's analysis and team talk and and game plan, is, <laughs> so far as much as there was one, there maybe wasn't, uh, would be based around Keita for Henderson to to go in there in that different position again. We know he's probably better in the on the right of the midfield three, but to go in there and do that was was just was just phenomenal, and it's another it's another game where he's just led us to one of the most incredible results in Liverpool history, one of the results that, you know, certainly for me growing up, I was I was too, I'm too young to really remember the Danny Murphy three years in a row, um, so I've never seen us win there really, apart from 09 in 2014, and you know, they were heavy wins, and we never thought we'd see it again, we've pretty much seen double that, and Henry's just led us to that again, and yeah, what a, what a captain. Yeah, Beryl, it's uh, you know, Andy's Andy's right what he says, obviously, because he said it was five nil and it was five nil. But but it is one of those results that will be looked back on year after year after year after year. It's not normal, um, and I just wonder how much you think going there last year and getting that win, and it ended up being quite a handsome victory and a really important victory. Um, just was maybe the monkey off our back that that team needed because we haven't gone there and performed really in the past. You know, even the game that you think you win, which is that Europa League game, I think it ends up one each actually in the end. You know, it feels like a victory, you're through, you've got the away goal, but, but we still don't beat them. But we just went out there and everybody looked liberated. It looked like there was no stress or anxiety around that fixture, which I thought was an absolute testament to the players, especially given it was a very raucous and very noisy Old Trafford that we're going into, not the sterile atmosphere of the previous season. 
I, I I have to credit you. Uh, um, you know, you, you you asked me the same question last week. If it would be the the monkey of the back, and I, you know, uh, stayed on the fence, of course. <laughs> but 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 you were absolutely right. And you said that you, that you thought this would be a, a game like you know when Moyes was in charge, and and at that time I I, I remember. Oh, did being... say that. That's great. Good for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, credit where it's due, right? Um, that uh, you know I, I wasn't nervous that time because you know it was a, a, an absolute certainty that we would win, and and this time I didn't have that feeling. I have to admit. Um, but yeah, maybe that comes into play because you know last season, uh, 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 you know it, it was an empty uh, Old Trafford, but um, but but they were uh, above us uh, in in the ranking and and, uh, um, and 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 we really needed to win and they they could you know just you know screw us by by by. Um, winning against us and we would be in, in the Champions League uh, probably. So you know they they would they would fuck us over you know in, in every in, in every conceivable way if they would have won against us last season and they had every chance because you know we were playing uh, not nearly our, our best team and still we won there and 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 quite comfortably in the end. So maybe that gave gave us the belief that you know this this wasn't the team that that we um, uh, that, that still could could be our our bogey team. Um, I, I I don't know, but what comes into play? But it, it was it was certain from certainly from, uh, you know, clear from the from the first uh, moment from the get go that, uh, that 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 our team was was quite certain that they had uh, quite you know a chance to to, to get a result to, to just get the win. Um, I, th- I think they, they they will be surprised about you know how, how um, momentous the occasion. Will, will, if if we want it, we we you know uh, uh, we stopped playing after the five nil. We st- really stopped playing after the the, the red card. We, uh, we we didn't didn't want to to get any injuries anymore. And and the, maybe there was even a bit of pity uh, uh, there, and that we didn't want to to to. To hurt them anymore because you know it was clear that, that that they were dead and they were lying on their backs and and it was it was all over us so, and, and and you know you you have um, uh, you know they they lost six one last season against Tottenham but that was after a red card and it was that that wasn't the domination that we showed this time um, they lost six one against Manchester City. Uh, about ten years ago, sorry, uh, you know my cat wants out, but he, he can't go. Um, <coughs> sorry, uh, but th- 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 they were three nil, three one behind at uh, at the eighty uh, in the eighty eighth minute. So it was, um, you know, just them being desperate to 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 to, to get even or, or to get the uh, get a go and then the, the equalizer, which <coughs> gave Man City all the. Uh, the opportunity to to uh, to to increase the lead, but you know we stopped at at 50, 60 minutes, uh, and we 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 it, it could have been eight nil um, easily. Um, so this was the, the five nil didn't reflect the, uh, the the level of dominance that we that we showed, and I think th- this will be a, a a very big scar on on the soul of every Manchester United fan. Um, and yeah, I can't, I can't say I feel sorry for them because you know they've scarred us uh, uh, quite a quite a, a few times. Uh, and I, I don't know how long this will last and how long they will they feel uh, will suffer uh, from this result. I don't know what the what the the fallout will be. You know, uh, uh, Ollie is still at the wheel, uh, luckily. Um, but it, it's clear that the, that the fear factor, for, at least for the foreseeable future, has has gone. We're not scared of going at uh, at Old Trafford anymore. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly looked that way. Chief, we've kind of bypassed it, but Kanate comes in, 
Um, after us having like no centre halves last year, Joe Gomez can't kick a ball at the minute. When twelve months ago we were calling him England's best centre half, and I think we haven't really. I don't think it's been discussed how how big a game this was for Kanate. You know, it's the second or third start. He's twenty two year old. He's faced up against Ronaldo, who went and played on him quite a bit. Um, out that kind of inside left position that he, he scores the hilariously disallowed goal from. But he plays really, really well. Um, he's fast, he's quick, he's strong. He manhandled people in, in the ruckus after Ronaldo lost his head, which was also brilliant and did everything to endear him to us even more. But that's a that's got to be a centre-half for the next 10 years, doesn't it? He really, really looks top-notch. Yeah, he looks good. Um, just think, wasn't phased by the occasion at all, which I think not was definitely most. There was an air of confidence about the team, of course, which helped. But he looked, he looked at home. He looked right at home uh, in that atmosphere, in that, in that situation. Um, he, he, he gets caught a little bit for the for the hilariously disallowed goal, as you, as you mentioned. But because it was hilariously disallowed, you, you know, and it was already. It was already five. It was already five at that point as well. Um, you know, you, you you give him a buy ball on it basically. Like otherwise, he was just looked. He looked unfazed, completely unfazed, calm. Uh, his passing was good. You, you were seeing some of those direct balls in the midfield, which Matip's so good at as well. So I don't think we, because we were talking before the game, some of the things you lose when when Matip's not not or potentially lose when Matip's not there. But I think, uh, you know, the, the best thing I can say about it is you didn't. There was no there was no there was no drop off whatsoever. And you're talking about no drop off from from Matip and Van Dyke. And when Matip and Van Dyke have started together, I mean, their stats are, are ridiculous um, for goals conceded and, and games won. I think they're undefeated as a as a parent. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. I think it's in like 40-odd games, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to come in and just slot right in and you don't notice Joe Maddox not there, basically, uh, away at Old Trafford in a game which, yeah, logically and, and sensibly, and we said, as you, as was mentioned earlier, that it could be a Moyes-type scenario this time. But at the same time, we've said that a few times that, and it hasn't transpired, you know. Um, so it, it's a game that, that sometimes the the you know the proverbial form book can can go can go out of the window. Um, it didn't this time, and you know he he played a big part in just keeping the continuity at the back. I mean, you mentioned earlier that the, the team clubs built where you can slot players in and out, and there's no discernible discernible difference. Um, obviously, they all they bring a their individual skill sets and a wee bit of flair and whatever personality, of course, it's not rigid like like Guardiola, but essentially you're right, um, and that's the beauty of it. They slot in and out, and Kanate's come in there and, and just had a great 90, 94 minutes or whatever at uh, at centre back, and uh, we've got now really good options there. Um, Twenty two years old, unbelievable the size of him. So um, yeah, we've got we've got the next verge there, I think. So, Chief, just sticking with you then. Curtis Jones comes on 25 minutes in, and it's a really composed and sensible and like genie-like performance. I think his use of the ball is actually quite conservative. You know, he could have been forgiven for for going out there and kind of exploiting that space and driving at their back four and trying some of those high-risk passes, but just a very, very mature performance from him and. He's become such a well-rounded footballer over the last year or so. He's adding attributes to his game every time I see him play. And we've got a pile of guys out at the minute. Keita might not be back for a while. You know, Thiago's one of those never-ending injuries. It was only a couple of weeks. Obviously, we've lost Elliot. Um, Milner off of the hamstring. But, you know, even when those guys are back, there's no reason why Jones can't step in there, continue to show those levels of performance and and keep his shirt. 
No. He's I mean he's in there on 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 merit. He's um he's not a as I said in the last when we we're chatting about the last uh or maybe the last point, he's he's there's no drop off. Um he comes on, he has a he has a really good game. We were talking about it, said you know, if we need Curtis to come on and play like Genie here. And he did. And we probably didn't need 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 him to do that in the end, but you you know, he had to come on early enough, so you didn't hundred percent know at that point how exactly it was all gonna pan out. But um he's his use of the ball is smart, he hangs on, he knows when to hold on to it, he knows when to give it. He's very not careful is the wrong word, but he's very he's just good in possession. He he doesn't waste it, he, he doesn't doesn't give the ball away. His positioning's good. He's, he was really, really tidy. There's there's one point at the end where he should pass it to Mane and we probably get six. Um, but he 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 just goes on for it and a five 0 You know, you can you can forgive the lad for wanting to score at Old Trafford, but um, but no, in general, he's a he's a he's a top class midfield option. You know, um, and what we've seen over the last. I suppose two seasons really is club and the and the team, the backroom team, you know, working to mould him into the kind of midfielder that that we needed, that we want, that we need. Not to take out all the flair, of course, but to 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 hone other attributes and really to focus on on keeping the ball, maintaining possession. He he works so well in there. Um, so yeah, I. Uh, he's he's very much part of the first team now. Put it like that, you know. He's very much part of the first team squad, and you're not you don't refer to him as as a youngster anymore, or as a kid, or anything like that. He's 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 very much in there on merit, and it's 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 a good thing that he is because we have injury problems in that situ in that in that position. Yeah, and p- people have been talking about you know a lot of focus on Ronaldo losing his mind, but what hasn't been mentioned was. Once Alisson makes a save, it's Jones in there mobbing up and winning the ball back and protecting it and, you know, eventually winning the free kick. And that is, it's not something we would have associated him with initially, is it? No, not at all. I mean, you you thought of Curtis Jones growing up, uh, as he was growing up um, through the youth teams and stuff, he was very much a... I mean, I don't think he. I don't think it's a big secret. I think he probably, he's probably modelled himself quite a lot on on Stevie, and that was the type of player um, you, you you witnessed. You know, he scored a lot of goals. He was he was all action. A lot of he has a lot of skill. Uh, he was always involved at the top end of the pitch. Um, he, he fancies himself a bit, which is which is no bad thing. You need that in a young footballer sometimes. Uh, I think it's it's generally in a good way, um, but he has been that um, that nice has been sort of whether he's picked it up himself or it's it's been worked on and worked on. He's now a very very polished player for one who is still really young and it is only as it's his first full season as really being considered part of the first team. Um, but yeah, he's been. He's he's always done the job and called upon, and I think Andy mentioned or is going to mention. I know he's come on and had a a really good game there at uh, you know at a ground where it doesn't always go well for for Reds, and um, he's you know he's done himself proud really and does. Yeah, all the boys have their all. It's um, it's a result that. Maybe we read, maybe we're reading a little bit too much into given the state of Man United right now, and you know this is brought into sharp contrast um, where they actually are, and it's cut through all the bullshit and cut through all the spoofers um, that we're trying to defend them and trying to explain performances away. But do you think the team? Do you think this is? A, do you think that? The team will think that this is a statement performance. Do you think that that the team will be going away from Old Trafford thinking to themselves, right, that's the game that absolutely showed us and everybody else that we are going to go out and win the league this year? Because I think there was pressure on us. 
you know, what Chelsea scored seven on, on Saturday on Saturday morning, Saturday evening. Um, City go and score four away to, or home to Brighton. I don't know against Brighton anyway. Away to Brighton and Brighton, who have been pretty miserly when it comes to conceding goals this year. So these guys are going in, they're pumping goals left, right, and centre. And then it's over to you, Liverpool. And I know we've talked about how poor they were, but we still have to go out there and we still have to deliver. And there's other teams that haven't been able to do that this year. So do you think in the in the players' minds that that has cemented now? the feeling that no matter what happened last year, there's absolutely no doubt at all that we've got we've got this title in us again. Yeah, I, I, um, um, because we drew against uh, Chelsea and we drew against Man City, there, there, there might have been some doubts. You know, uh, they're all humans, of course. So, um, and, and uh, yeah, Manchester United... Uh, are not as good as they uh, as they think they are, you know, not nearly as good as they think they are, um, and and everybody with uh, with, with a bit of uh, you know um, uh, objectivity and and a bit of of, of footballing knowledge knows this, but uh, um, but still, uh, uh, you know, there is this traditional rivalry. Uh, which has, um, you know, given them uh, a, a bit of a catalyst to, to to get results against us, you know, albeit in a, in, in a one-one in the in the 1920 season, I believe, and you know, last season we won there. Uh, we mentioned this before. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, maybe this was something that were, that they were that were seeing as a hurdle, as as maybe not a hurdle, but but you know. Uh, a, a place, uh, 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 an occasion in which they they needed to show um, that we were back. Uh, you know, uh, we, we talked about the experts and pundits that that had given up on us uh, on the basis of of this, you know, this this car crash of a season, um, which was, you know, which you could 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 very easily. Um, uh, explain because of the, the 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 fact that that we didn't have any 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 first team uh, uh, defenders anymore. So, but but no no one wanted to do that. You know, all these these pundits wanted to to just say, yeah, um, uh, Liverpool are, aren't aren't the, the contenders anymore. And and, and there was a prove a point to prove. And I I, I think. I don't think no one will uh, will will see us as 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 non-contenders anymore, and and yeah, it, it was important to 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 win a, one of these so-called top games, uh, and we did it at Old Trafford, which you know uh, we'll see how the others will fare, um, um, and I hope uh, Ole stays at the wheel, but I also hope he, he he nibbles away some some points from 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 Pep or from from Thomas. Uh, to to help us out uh, here here and there. So uh, yeah, I, I think this this might have been a, a psychological hurdle that we took, and which you know it it, it couldn't it can never be a bad thing to to win five nil at at uh, at Old Trafford. Um, but at the same point, uh, we, we need to to back it up by you know just winning against Brighton and next weekend. That's what you have to do if, to, if you want to win the league. Yeah, absolutely. Andy, just to finish us off then, um, you know, as we said, looking at the result, it, it's very, very obvious why the result happened and why the match panned out the way it did. You know, I think you predicted 4-1. I had a huge amount of confidence. Some of the other lads still had that nervousness around it, but it's still an earth-shattering result that everybody around European football will be sitting up and taking notice of and looking at it and going, oh my God, 5-0 Liverpool at Old Trafford. But what it's done is it's it's obviously put the spotlight um, and the mag- or the, the microscope on Ollie and on Man United and their shortcomings. But do you think now, because I'm still not sure, 
that this is also going to have that same sort of effect on how the mainstream media, etc., view Liverpool this season. Because I'm still not sure we're being taken quite as seriously as we should be. Or do you think that that was maybe the turning point for a lot of people? I I, I don't really think the mainstream media are ever going to fully take us seriously. There's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be some sort of bullshit narrative for why Liverpool are doing well or why they're, you know, why the results aren't going so well at, 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 at that certain point, I think. Listen, we, we could go on for ages about this. I think we talked about this a lot in the summer um, with England and the Euros and how the country as a whole doesn't really like Liverpool. It's a little bit of an outlier. It's, you know, it's uh, it's a left-wing city and a right-wing country. It's uh, it's a Catholic city and a mini Protestant country. It's it's one of these... It's one of these clubs that the, the country loves to hate, and that's fed through in the media. That's fed through, and with everything that comes through. So that that comes through in the sense that, you know, last season, as Burrell says, nobody's talking about the fact that we're going to Manchester United, we're going to Old Trafford with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. Everyone's saying, oh, you can't blame injuries. You know, this, that, and the other. It's excuses. Jurgen Klopp loves making excuses. And then when there's one or two players out missing for a Man City, or you know. I remember when Man City were missing Laporte for the season, and that was massively blown out of proportion compared to when we were playing our eighth and ninth choice centre halves, and that wasn't even being mentioned. Sure, that was, was why we won the league, Andy. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and sure, sure, Dave. Do you not remember when we won the league? It was the worst league, and it was the worst Premier League quality in recent history. Um, you know, it was the there was no challengers. It was the, the league is as bad as it's ever been. Um, even though Liverpool and Spurs were in the Champions League final the year before and Chelsea and Arsenal were in the Europa League final. We'll forget about that. But and then the next breath, they're calling it the best league in the world. Oh, the next season, it was the best league in the world when we, you know, when we, um, when we were rubbish and, and Man City were, were running away with it. There was no nonsense about the, you know, there'd been no competitiveness of the league then. So you'll always get this and to get yourself wound up about it and, to expect anything different is just it's just not going to happen it's just i find it funny at this point i find it funny that they constantly set themselves up for these falls and just this desperate attempt to to hate liverpool and to dismantle and discourage everything that liverpool do i, I just find it really really funny and you know yes I, I don't know if you guys watched the the sky coverage after tomorrow's game it was so obvious that we're just doing like the token let's talk about liverpool for 3 minutes and then we'll get stuck into United just so those pesky Scousers can't say that we didn't talk about them. Like, it was so forced. It was so obvious. Um, and it's up to us. It's up to fan media. It's up to podcasts to, to actually do that because the media as sure as hell aren't going to do it for us. But there's no doubt about it. This Liverpool team is banging the title race. It's as the best Liverpool team we've ever seen. Certainly up there with the, the team we saw in 1920 and 1819. It's, a, it's the absolute best of times. It's, we're never going to see a result like that. At Old Trafford again, from a Liverpool point of view, hopefully it never happens in the reverse, and um, because it's one of those things that happens once in a generation, it's one of those things that's never happened before, and we might never see for two hundred years. So, for me, I think I think Liverpool and Man City are the only two teams in this title race. They're still the only team I really look out for the results. I wasn't that bothered by Chelsea's result at the weekend, maybe because they knew they were going to win anyway. But you know, I just think that the more the season goes on, Thomas Tuchel is going to do more people's heads in. The quality is going to show for the Liverpool and Man City teams who've been through it, who've experienced it, who know what who know what it takes to get between ninety five and one hundred points and mount a title challenge. And you know they know how it feels to watch their title rivals winning twelve games in a row and still keeping the pace with them and still being competitive in that league. And that's something that's never ever been seen in the Premier League before these last three years. And just because there's a team that looks half decent or had a nice wee run in the European Cup last year or their manager's riding the crest of a wave for a bit longer than what you would expect, that doesn't mean to me that that, that automatically turns you into a 98, 99-point team. Liverpool and Man City are 90-point teams at least um, and it's going to be one hell of a title race. And the way Mo Salah's playing right now, it wouldn't shock you if that guy was to fire us to a league in European Cup double. Yeah, agreed, 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 agreed. So, lads, thanks for joining me. That was loads of fun. Um, hopefully, we can do the same uh, when they rock up at Anfield. 
um, regardless of who's at the wheel. I was kind of like, it was really funny when everybody was, everyone was singing, Ole's at the wheel, at the wheel, Ole's at the wheel. And then it was kind of like, lads, just stop it. Sing something else for a wee while here, please. <laughs> don't need this. We don't need this. Just keep quiet. Just pretend, pretend everything's okay. And it's just one of those days, bad day at the office, which we all know it isn't. So until next time, after Preston, maybe, who knows? Um, up though, we are fucking serious. Serious, serious, serious Reds. 